0: following program is brought to you by your friends at podcast one
1: springtime tips and fun facts from paul Kristen, and dexter at total wine and more did you know there were over one million bubbles in a glass of champagne did someone say brunch leave the egg hunting to the kids we'll have even more fine hunting for your brilliant brunch riesling. ham sweet and salty richness pairs perfectly with sweeter wines with bold fruit how about a juicy pinot noir whether you're hosting or just bringing the wine Total Wine and More has you covered with 8,000 wines, 3,000 spirits, and 2,500 beers at always low prices. Cheers.
0: Welcome to the Forbes Sports Money Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Ozanian. On this show, we talk about the business of sports. Today, we're broadcasting a chat Mike had in July of this year with Joseph Bartomeu, the president of FC Barcelona joseph has top flight soccer become a incredible arms race for the top players
2: well uh yeah it is incredible really it's a it's a big race and uh, a lot of clubs top clubs uh well we are rivals we are battling in a pitch but in the few years after a lot of time where really there was a, a respect right now out of the pitch also we are battling for players for sponsors for, for revenues at the end
0: i'm looking at the transfer fees recently for these players 40 million 50 million 60 million. you know i don't even know you know psg reportedly they're going after neymar it's on their radar um, how are you able to keep competing for these top players you just signed messi of course and at the same time preserve the catalonia style and traditions
2: well, it's not easy. At the end, uh, today, uh, the industry of soccer is uh, quite complex because, uh, well, new clubs, new owners came to, to, to this uh, uh, competition, to the clubs in England, in France, in Italy, also also in Spain, and in Germany, of course. And they bring, uh, well, a lot of resources, new resources, new ideas, but mainly they, they bring more money to, the, to, the, to that market. So we as a Barça, as a club that is owned by 145,000 people, uh, we are 145,000 members, and of course we are not, we don't have a limited uh, way of uh, getting new money. We have to go to traditional standards way of uh, of getting new incomes. Well, it's, it's tough, but uh, at the end this is a, a good objective and it's something that it given us a lot of uh, pressure nice pressure uh, because this pressure we like it that means we have to think of new ideas uh, new new business uh, new ways of uh, how we can income new incomes to preserve players such as leo neymar that i uh, sorry leo messi that just uh, well renewed his contract a few uh, weeks ago neymar for example suarez pique iniesta uh, Busquets all these players they, they are very well very well play, very good players, players that could be in another club, and probably they could win more money in another club, but to have all of them together on the same team well it 's not easy, but how we do it? Well, just doing creating a new business and a new incomes, and surely uh, of course uh, bringing passion and emotion to our fans uh, at the end with passion and emotion. While well, people is with us, and also players want to be in Barcelona. Now, don't forget that we are in Barcelona, nice city, modern city, uh, where there is a good club and a nice city, and the combination together. I think it's a uh, part of our success. You
0: just reported record revenue, over 800 million dollars, even surpassing what was budgeted for this yes, year. Yes, we budgeted. Budget, yeah. uh, which is which is in- incredible. Is this where you are right now in terms of revenue? The a place where you feel good about? Do, do you...
2: No, not yet. Okay. Not yet? Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. You know that two years ago we had elections in the club. As I told you before, we are 145,000 members, and uh, we are elected every six years, presidents, and the board. Uh, we are a very democratic, very democratic team and club uh, where every one or two, twice a year, we have an assembly. We have to explain them what we are going to do, what we did, we have, have, everything has have to be approved. But the project that we uh, brought to our, to our members two years ago and during the elections was, we need to reach the one billion euros, which could be probably 1.2 uh, billion uh, US dollars for the, at the end of nine, 2021. This is our objective. And this is the, what we think, that if we want to continue being successful and being competitive, we need uh, to reach this, this level of uh, income.
0: Tell me about the new stadium, in terms of what this is going to do, uh, not, not just to get to the income level you want, yes. but also uh, how it really will resemble the traditions of the Barcelona soccer team.
2: Well, that, that's right, that uh, three years ago we had a referendum in our club. And, uh, We brought to our members uh, one project. It is the renewal of the stadium, which was uh, built in 1957, a new arena for our basketball uh, team, handball team, and really a totally transformation of the of the area that we are occupying in Barcelona, you know that we are in the center of the city. We are not outside the city, that as other clubs. We really we are in the city, and uh, around 28 hectares, which is really a, a, a big um, uh, uh, terrain, uh, so, so, uh, that we are occupying the city. And the referendum was approved. The investment was approved, and finally, just a few days ago, we got the, f- the initial uh, approval from the city. That means that we can go now. We can go, we can start our work that probably will start uh, summer 18. Will we finish everything around summer 22? And what we are expecting, really, we are expecting to change a transformation of, a, of our stadium. Modern, with better facilities for everybody, but basically with more uh, VIP uh, boxes because we don't have it. And also, we are going to create new uh, space. New areas uh, where well, members or visitors could meet together with a better museum with more uh, square meters a better shop you know that we have a nike we, ha- we have our, our own Nike town in Barcelona, which is probably one of the Nike shops that sells more in the world. We are going to, in- to increase the, the, the capacity because we are receiving right now around five million persons per year in non match days uh, to visit our premises, so uh, well we need to make it nicer, better, and more comfortable. And with it, we will think that the turnover, the income will come. But at the end, it's a project of uh, really giving value to our real estate, which was uh, built in 57, and we need to renovate.
0: This was a very expensive project, or is going to be a very yes, expensive Yes, this is a project,
2: project that in total is 600 million euros. Uh, more or less, the stadium is around uh, 320. Uh, the new arena, around, around 100. And the rest is, of course, auxiliary and new streets and, uh, and new buildings, offices, and so it's an investment which is very important for the city of Barcelona because probably it's going to be the biggest investment in the last uh, ten years, and it's going to be well uh, a change really on the on the activity of the city because uh, right right now we are well there is some uh, studies made by Deloitte that say that six uh, percent. Uh, of the visitors that come to Barcelona come because they want to visit Barcelona Stadium. And we are bringing to the city almost 1.8% of the total revenue of the city. So our intention is going to be being more important. We want to be more partner, a good partner for the city. And that's what we do, this investment.
0: Was it hard to get the plans for this, to get this approved, the new stadium, from the board? Because I know the board seems to be, as I look at it, Sometimes a little reluctant to move forward, but on the other hand, they want. They realize how important it is to keep moving forward to be able to be competitive.
2: Well, the board, uh, we, the board. We decided this in uh, I think it was in February, March, uh, 2014. Of course, it took us well, maybe one year and a half of discussion in the board. Uh, finally, we decided one of the projects, and we brought it. We brought it to to, to our to our members, and they voted. They voted almost 75% of our members said, okay, let's go for this project. So it was not easy to prepare. Since then we have been really preparing the documents. Uh, we did a tender for architectural tender for the, for the new Now, uh, architectural tender for the new Arena. And all this has been a, a hard work. Now that the city finally did the initial approval of the, of the project, well, now we can, well, we are not uh, calm. Now more work is coming. But we know, we have a, we, we have a road we, we have a we have a an, an exit a clean exit of what we want, and uh, it will come now the board tot- everybody totally is uh, completely uh, in, agree- in, a, in agree. and mainly because uh, you know one part of our the finance how we finance the the, the works is going to be with the uh, naming right of the stadium and well, we started a little bit a few uh, weeks ago and the market, it sounds good for the market. So now that uh, we already have the initial approval, we'll go to the market uh, with the company, Van Wagner. And, uh, well, we are going to see in which way which companies are coming and which are the ones that uh, are going to be selected. But we expect, expect much more uh, of what we, uh, we, were, we, have, we, were, we had approved in uh, 2014.
0: I bet the naming rights for this are going to be astronomical. I was going to ask you, too, if you were going Because I hadn't seen anything where you had decided actually Not yet. Not yet. to sell the naming rights. You know, yeah, I, I would imagine... I would imagine that that the naming rights for this are going to be in excess of twenty million dollars a year. I, that that's my guess.
2: Well, uh, I hope uh, <laughs> so. <laughs> I hope so. But I, I see a
0: record here down the road. Well,
2: Something hasn't been done before. We are not working to make a record, but we are working to receive really what we think is the value of uh, the Cam of the all the Spy Barça, what we call it, this this big campus that we do in in the city. Uh, so. It's not like a normal deal of a naming right of a stadium. It's something more than this, because at the end you are talking about one big part of the city of Barcelona that is going to be named with, the, with this brand.
0: So it, may it be then also uh, whoever the naming partner is with, somebody that also is a partner for things outside of the stadium?
2: Is yes, it- for example, the arena. I see. The, the name of the arena will be the, name, the same name of the stadium. We cannot have, to, because they are too close to I have see. different names, so probably that the naming right or the title right of the Camno will be the same title right of uh, or naming right, depending, because right. you know that we have Camno plus uh, brand or uh, Palau plus a brand. We will see how how it manage, but we are confident that uh, the the numbers that we are going to get will be much more than what we were expecting in 2014. Typically,
0: the deals that uh, soccer teams do, the, the top flight European teams do for things like uh, kit deals, jersey deals, even the media deals are short term, at least when compared to U.S. sports teams. Yes. you know We tend to go out 5, 10, you know, 20 years, yeah. not, not 20, 15 years for naming rights. Yours tend to be more around three years typically or somewhere around there. Well,
2: depending on the type of contract. For example, title rights, it's going to be probably... Twenty or more years.
0: The na- w- but probably. I'm saying the naming rights for this. We- are you thinking more short term? No, or no, long-term? no, no, long term. Long term. It's going okay. to be
2: probably around twenty years, uh, or even a little bit more. But for example, we have for some an agreement with Nike. Nike is one of our well main sponsors. And uh, but we are more than sponsors. We are really working together now. T- twenty years ago we started. Now we have a contract for the next ten years with Nike, which is a very important. Uh, contract for us as value but not only a value also as as the jersey it and we just signed a few uh, months ago the new uh, main sponsor of the jersey is a Japanese company called Rakuten and we signed with them for four years so some contracts are shorter others are longer but you right now the longest one that we sign is with Nike this 10, the ten years deal
0: Yeah, I was doing, like, a quick back-of-the-envelope calculation with the new shirt deal and and looking into the kit deal, trying to putting like, sort of the... uh, Obviously, now you don't have a naming rights deal in the old stadium, but with all the top teams adding up the stadium deal, shirt deal, and kit deals, and you guys uh, were in the top three. So clearly
2: with this, this is going to put you over the top. Well, for example, on the jersey with Rakuten, uh, the agreement is 55 million euros per year plus an option of six more millions in depending on the position and the titles won. That means 61 million euros. Probably is the, one of the three top or the two top deals in, in the world of uh, sport. But Nike, with Nike, we have a long deal. The global business that we do together with Nike is around 105, 155,000 million euros per year. Probably is the number one by far. Is right? Because we do a business, we have shops with them or we sell mm-hmm. jerseys there is also of course uh, the sponsoring of nike so i mean uh, we are partners more than a sponsoring uh, contract we are partners for example with nike and we are partners with rakuten with a new company uh, based in technology uh, projects uh, in digital so we are moving uh, quite uh, far so we like with our sponsors not only to that th- there is a simple change of money If we see opportunities together with them, uh, do some of the deals and continue with it, with it, with this this collaboration. And we'll be right back after this quick break. The Forbes Sports
0: Money Podcast is brought to you by LifeLock. Equifax recently announced a breach of 143 million identities and you need to take steps to get protection. Be among the millions who trust their identity theft protection to LifeLock. Go to LifeLock.com. Use promo code FORBES for 10% off. I know at the current stadium there's a waiting list of people to, to get in to be
2: partners to come in. My, I have to, my, my, my children, they, ha, they are in the waiting list. <laughs> my older uh, son is 19. He has been 19 years in the waiting list and uh, the second one, 16, he's there. So there is waiting list. There is interest. We have around 8,000 persons right now, members. It's other members on the waiting list to have a seat in the stadium. So, well, that's the interest because the stadium is the biggest one in Europe. Uh, capacity is around 98,000 seats and we have uh, more or less 85,000 of those seats are seasonal uh, tickets that people repeat year after year. And it's really uh, thrown, no thrown, uh, goes from grandfather to, to son, grandson, so, They're allowed to pass no, them no, down? No, of course, we are, we are passing them. I, ah. I, my seats, for example, come from my grandfather. So everybody is uh, passing the... See, because here
0: they don't, they don't let you pass them down to No, no, here. you can
2: only pass it to family or relatives. Well, this is the, the way that the, our club is, is, is organized. Really, we are families. We are 145,000 members, but the, the, totally we are 35, 36,000 families that, well, uh, there is this, uh, well, this uh, really uh, historical... Uh, foundation of the club in the uh, in the in the 1899 well and now after 180 years well, time the uh, things continue the same
0: um, the new stadium how will that compare in size to where you're playing right now and and i asked that in the context of all this you have a lot of excess demand obviously if people yes. want tickets are you going to be able to
2: accommodate that in the new stadium well we'll try almost everybody it's quite difficult because the new the refurbishment of the new stadium is going to give us around ten, 000, twelve thousand more seats. No more than this, uh, because at the end, uh, soccer you should so see the soccer not too far away from the pitch because at the end uh, it's better in the television. But yes, we we are going to have a, the, this new stadium with new new capacity, uh, so we probably will be able to accommodate all the people of the waiting list, but also all the people that come from abroad. Uh, We are receiving probably an average of 24,000, 25,000 visitors per per game. People that come to the city to see a game for one, twice a a year. And it's a huge number. And, uh, of course, uh, we are, well, fully dedicated to this because it is an experience of seeing one of our games and look at Neymar or Suarez uh, Busquets, Iniesta, Piquet, and of course, Leo Messi, the best player of the, of the history of the world.
0: Given the huge expense for this, uh, roughly speaking, what do you feel, uh, what is your goal for incremental revenue ex- from the new stadium as opposed to where you're playing now, you know, annually?
2: There is something that had happened because when, when we explained to our members in 2014, which will be the new uh, incremental of incomes with the new stadium? We were budgeting around uh, 50, 55,000, uh, 55 million euros per year. Three years has passed now, and we already, without the new stadium, we re- has already reached that level. So all our expectation, uh, we were very conservative, of course, but all of our expectation, we already did it before uh, constructing the new stadium. So that means that we have to increase our expectations. And right now we are thinking that with the new VIP boxes uh, for companies, uh, with the new services that we are going to that, of course we are thinking that around uh, 70, 80 80 million euros per year of new incomes we are going to to have.
0: We started out talking about the incredible cost, the transfer fees and the salaries of players, and obviously now we're talking about... Why that money gets paid? Because they bring the fans, which enables everything else to happen. Um, The thing that bothers me, you know, or I should not say I don't understand as an American following it from overseas is it seems over the last couple of years, the tax authorities have, um, uh, for lack of a better word, Gone on the attack against yeah. some of the, you know obviously Messi no, no, Neymar, no, uh, the coach oh, oh. of the coach of uh, 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 Manchester United um, and that we're also just talking about how important Barcelona is not just to soccer but to the city to the country i don 't understand what 's going on
2: well, this is something that uh, surprised everybody uh, most of the players of the of la liga not only first division second division well they had uh, well uh, inspections fiscal uh, tax inspection and not not every not everybody was doing things correctly so it's not players of course it's their fiscal tax advisors well who had uh, to change uh, and pay taxes uh, mm-hmm. we all pay taxes you and I also pay taxes so also the players have to pay taxes so but they did it they, they are doing now everybody but but those uh, inspections uh, well uh, they, they they hurt probably some of the of the players because they had to pay extra money but that's what we have all to do all of us uh, to pay our taxes the 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 idea of this i think it's ba- basically going in a sense because there was a principle of how uh, the tax authorities they were looking at the image uh, image uh, income of the players and they changed the way they are de- doing this. So everybody had to change and adapt mm-hmm. the new revenues and the new tax, uh, the new payment tax to the, to the new situation. But that's something that everybody has to pay our taxes, so nothing to say.
0: So you weren't feeling like all this was unwarranted. I mean, you, you see that there was justifiable no, no. costs. All of us, we have her. to pay okay. our
2: taxes. And, uh, but the only thing I do is I don't put the players there. If somebody did a mistake, or of course, is. Their, their their tax advisors uh, of the players uh, i I don't see one, one player of football uh, making his uh, tax report every year uh, that's, uh, that's impossible. They are dedicated to football to the sport, and what we have to to ask normally to the agents them is that preserve players from all these things and, and uh, because they have to be focused on on football and all the all these tax problems should be uh, of course organized by by them, the, the agents. You're now expanding
0: the brand into the United States. Yes. Um, why do you feel now is the right time?
2: Well, uh, the right time, we started some years ago uh, to come to the U.S. Today, with we, some of my colleagues, we were talking that the first tour that our team did was in 1937, uh, just after the civil war in Spain. And thanks to that tour that uh, our team did in the States and Mexico, well, the, 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 the club was uh, safe because they had a big critical economical situation after the war. So uh, we, so the first time we came to the U.S. was in 1937, so a lot of years ago. But it's true that in the last 10 years, uh, FC Barcelona, well, we are coming to the U.S. Uh, to, with a certain... Uh, every, every summer, or almost all the summers, uh, to, to a tour. But last year, we decided, the board, we decided that it was time uh, to, to come to the U.S. in a permanent way, mm-hmm. just with an office, New York with some uh, schools, football schools, soccer schools all around uh, the U.S. uh, With, for example, uh, uh, we are planning for next year and we are discussing to open a franchise in uh, California for uh, our uh, women's soccer uh, professional team. And, of course, uh, we just, a few days ago, uh, we opened uh, our first own uh, school in Long Island. So, Barcelona, we are coming to U.S., to teach about soccer to the young people, to teach about how we see the football or the soccer in the future and to create more fans, of course, about soccer. Hopefully all of them could be Barca fans, but our major importance is that we want them to be uh, soccer fans. And if we can help uh, and lead uh, in the U.S. this way of introducing the soccer in the U.S., we will be very happy. And also we come here to learn, because at the end... The uh, U.S. is a fantastic country with a lot of knowledge around sport, around competition. And being here permanently, it help us, of course, to, to learn more. And why not this knowledge that we can learn, bring it also to our, to our club in Barcelona.
0: How would you explain the uh, Catalonia style? Uh, I, I know it when I see it, but I can't really explain it. Uh, what, thinking of these academies made me think of it, you know, uh, I'm sure that, is something that's going to be taught there as well. How would you describe it? What's unique about it?
2: Let's see. You know that we are a club based in Barcelona, in Catalonia, and, uh, well, uh, probably 95% of our members, uh, they, they, are, they, they live in, in Barcelona, they live in Catalonia. So, I mean, we are a club with uh, roots, Catalan roots. I mean, language, culture, uh, the way uh, we manage or the way that uh, we negotiate. But uh, we have something that is quite unique for us. It's uh, the, the way we, we see football. We see football in a ball well, in a way where uh, the ball is the center of our decisions. The ball is the center of all what we decide, all what we create, all the ideas, uh, because uh, we are a football, a football uh, team, we are a football club, but the ball we should treat the ball correctly. Uh, we have to, to be kind with the ball. If you treat the ball correctly, the ball give you also always a lot of good things, good news. For example, titles, or winnings, or matches. So the the, the Catalan way or the Barça way that you are you are you are asking, well, it's a way of uh, working together, the teamwork with a lot of ambition, but with a lot of uh, humility. Uh, we try to be humble people, uh, but uh, we try to be unique. And the way of being unique, as I said before. All the members, we have to vote, everything that we decide. Uh, We have uh, permanently uh, meetings with them. We have one or two assemblies per year where we explain them everything that we we do. For example, uh, this Rakuten agreement with uh, this Japanese company for the the Jersey. Well, we sign it, but after signing, we have to go to the assembly and ask for their permission, their approval. So this is something different because... Probably most of the rest of the clubs in the world, they don't have it like this. They are owned by a few people or companies or by um, big, in this case, uh, millionaires, and they decide by their own. In Mm -hmm. our case, it's different. It's different, and uh, the way we do it, we are very happy. So we will continue like this. Uh, We think that sports, uh, as we we see it, uh, if everything is in agreement with fans and owners, because probably... We have something that not everybody has, is that our fans are also our owners. So normally, uh, fans think with, uh, with their heart, owners uh, with their brain. In our case, when we take decisions with the assembly, our owners, which are fans and owners, they have to take a- in consideration their brain and their heart when they take decisions. That gives mm-hmm. us in the good road. And uh, so we make mistakes uh, like everybody, but we try to minimize as much as possible.
0: And we'll be right back after this quick break. The Equifax breach that impacted roughly 143 million consumers just got bigger. They've now added 2.5 million people to that list. If that's not bad enough, Yahoo announced that their 2013 breach impacted all 3 billion user accounts, triple the original estimate. You should know once your personal information has been exposed, it doesn't just go away. Identity thieves can buy your info on the dark web for months, even years after a breach. They can use it to commit crimes in your name, even steal from your 401k. Now is the time to get protection. Sign up for LifeLock today. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But LifeLock can help you see more than if you're just monitoring your credit. Go to LifeLock.com or call 1-800-LIFELOCK. Use promo code Forbes. That's Forbes for 10% off your LifeLock membership. Visit
1: LifeLock.com and save 10% now. Hey, it's Jay Moore, and it is time, finally, for America's Lakers podcast. That's right, I'm going to be hosting America's Lakers podcast. My man Aaron Larsoul, an analytical genius, he's going to bring to the table what I can't every Wednesday. America's Lakers podcast exclusively at podcastone.com, the podcastone.com app, which I highly recommend. You can rate and review this podcast on all Apple products. And guess what we're not going to do. We're not going to bathe in the gossip and the gratuitous negativity that's been swallowing Los Angeles whole lately. Who did what? Who snitched? Who said what? How about truth? How about facts? How about statistics? How about rotations? What's Luke Walton thinking? Who's underperforming? Who's overachieving? Who's rewarded? Who's coming? Who's going? And what are we going to do with all the delightful, delicious cap space? America's Lakers podcast with me, Jay Moore, and my man, my brother, Aaron Larsul. Every Wednesday, podcast1.com. One of your detractors. Springtime tips and fun facts from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine and More. It's peak season for asparagus, which pairs perfectly with a light and crisp rose. Many bottles of champagne and sparkling wines are perfect for adult Easter baskets, and they're really cute too. My perfect brunch? Belgian waffles, with extra whipped cream and a holiday pour of your sweetest rose. Whether you're hosting or just bringing the wine, Total Wine and More has you covered with 8,000 wines, 3,000 spirits, and 2,500 beers at always low prices. Cheers! One of your detractors
0: who's, who's out there, outspoken against you, I think he worked for uh, a president of Barcelona several years ago. Um, and He's out there criticizing you, uh, seemingly from what I'm reading, the, uh, saying not preserving the traditional values of Barcelona. Is this just, a, in your view, a disgruntled guy? Is this politics as usual behind the well, scenes for Barcelona? Or do you, you know, But honestly, do you honestly feel, are you telling people, you know what, we have to a little bit forego some of the things we used to do because we we got to change a little bit to keep up to be able to compete with the other high revenue soccer teams.
2: Well, uh, of course, in, in in our in our club we have the ones that we won the elections and others are the people that didn't win the elections. Uh, they, they are well the uh, opposition or ex presidents of the club. Well, really, the criticism that they, they that we we're receiving recently is that. We are not treating correctly uh, our academy, our football academy, which is not true. Uh, because it's true that some of our players at the age of 16, 17, sometimes they leave the club and they go to other places too. Basically, they go to uh, English English teams. Well, it's, it's a, it's a re- reality. Right now we are in a very tough market and uh, our academy, really we are well performing correctly and we are teaching uh, to our players how to play football and not all of them can go to our, to our first team and sometimes some of the players they leave. they leave, well families think that their children can be better playing in another, another team uh, they pay them more money that's what we pay them but at the age of 16, 17 years old sometimes money is not the first thing so money should th- be the third or the fourth thing but uh, we understand, and well, this is the criticism, that sometimes we lose some talent to other clubs, mm-hmm. but that, uh, well, we try not to, to lose the talent, but sometimes we did it. What, what, uh, what makes us very, um, we can say, proud is that in the five major leagues in uh, Europe, uh, if we count players, our academy is the academy that is performing more, better, more players for the five uh, major leagues. So that is good. But sometimes of course some players are leaving this summer we had two players that they left left the club uh, we want we didn't want them to leave but they left and we have to understand uh, they have to do their career and why not maybe when they can come back if uh, like players like Piquet did it or or alej vidal or, or or jordi alba players that are of our team that at a certain age they left but they came back after
0: Despite all this stuff going on, it seems like, as I'm talking to you, you're really enjoying what you're doing. I mean, you're, you're, I mean, you're, was this something that you always wanted to do your whole life?
2: To be no, a- I wanted to be a player. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> everybody wants to be Leo Messi or, or Neymar. In my time, everybody wanted to be Van Cruyff. Um, uh, you know that uh, my approach to Barca uh, at the age of uh, six, seven years old was with Charles Chac, one of our Catalan former players, but later on, with uh, at the age of uh, ten, uh, it was uh, Johan Cruyff, no, the, the the big player that came to Barcelona, that really modernized the way that our club was seen uh, worldwide, and uh, so I wanted to be a player like him, but of course uh, the talent is not everywhere the talent, so I, I have to decide it. But uh, what I wanted is true that uh, since more or less. 19, 1994, uh, I wanted to be member of the board and, uh, well, my experience, my professional experience, bring it to the club uh, and, well, be part of the board. What I, wanted, I, I didn't know that I would, could be president, but member of the board, yes, it was something that uh, was a dream for me, and I did it in 2003 uh, in the elections that Joan Laporta won. Then I resigned, but I came back in 2010 with Sandra Rossell. As president, and then in 2014 he resigned and I took the presidency. But fine, it's nice to be president, but it really it's not an easy job.
0: The Barcelona brand is so enormous around the world. What other ways can you sort of make the business of Barcelona, if you will, as big as the brand?
2: Well, the brand is a very strong brand. Barcelona, uh, we can say that in uh, soccer, probably we are the second, well, we are the second brand after Manchester United. At the end, we always said to the board no, that uh, we have, a, we have a, a dream. The dream is really to, to, to try uh, to move the sport, uh, to move the people, to teach the people through the sport, through football. And uh, this is one of our objectives, I mean, to, to transform uh, the, the, the world uh, with, with the sport. And Barca can do it because. Uh, we are not only in sport, We are, for example, we have a foundation. We have a very active foundation. We are having projects in 52 countries. We have partnership with UNICEF. Uh, we have a partnership with Belinda and Bill Gates Foundation. We have partnership uh, with the Olympic International Committee, with the United Nations uh, High Committee for Refugees. So that's what Barca is doing. Just that to not being only a football brand, not only a sport brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope in the future, in, in 10 years, when you think about Barca, you can think, ah, yes, the, the, those, the, the, that club that also teaches people about the, the knowledge of a sport and, the, and, the, and make innovation in the sport. So that's what we are looking for. We are looking for, uh, we are looking for to, turn, to continue with our brand but also expanding the brand to other activities related to a sport and children.
0: The regional sponsorship and partners that seems to be a... Uh Fast-growing new yeah. area we tap into because you know you find somebody. For example, you know uh, the official beer of a city in India, if you yeah. will, because the name's known all around. Is this something that you guys have been exploring more aggressively?
2: Yes, we are. We are quite aggressive. Uh, well, I, I came back to the club in 2010, and at that time we had six sponsors. Today, I think we have around 40 sponsors. Uh, and the program of regional sponsor is working. We have an office in Hong Kong that we open, opened uh, five years ago working at a very good uh, level of course looking at sponsors in the area uh, we have schools in uh, all the continents uh, around 38 schools and and, and everybody those, those companies that we are finding in places like India for example, or Japan or, or Malaysia or, or, or Indonesia or or China sometimes the, the regional program allowed us to have different soft drink soft drink brands or different banks or uh, that that allows us to, to go to a certain levels of incomes compared to other clubs which are higher uh, that's why this year we are up to 800 million dollars on revenues so we will continue this program one of the objectives of having an office also in new york is this I mean, we already have some sponsors in the U.S., but of course, having a presence, permanent presence in the U.S., being closer to the people, to the fans, to the companies, mm. well, probably will allow us to, to increase the number of, of regional sponsors in the U.S.
0: I need you to reassure me a little bit here. Two years ago, no, maybe three years ago now, with the 2014 World Cup. Yes. Okay, my daughter then was six. Yes fell in love with soccer watching soccer started playing it you know loves it me her and my wife all really got into it you know and I was talking to some people too about it it's kind of like it's very personal you can identify you know no helmets face masks you, know, you really can see the players each has their own personality you know and I think that was the, sort of the big attraction why all three of us were so into it and, and, and have been she's playing kids soccer now and then, you know, of course, a couple of years ago, all this stuff starts coming out about FIFA and, and, and then the corruption and this and that, you know. I mean, are you confident now that this thing's getting straightened out? I mean, yeah. we got the next World No, Cup no I know, are I know. way. I mean, I know honestly, mean. tell me, what's, what's I, happening here? Is I, it going to work?
2: I, 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 I agree with you. I agree with, you with what you said at the beginning. That's right, that soccer, as other sports, if there is no helmet, for, for the people it's more easy to identify to be closer to the players. Uh, and uh, this is something that, uh, well, uh, soccer allows this. There is no... Mm, players are strong, but they don't have to be uh, guaranteed their, their head with a helmet. So th- this allows that people like your, your daughter can see the players. So World Cup 2014, eh? I remember, eh? final Brazil-Argentina-Germany. Uh, Germ- uh, Argentina, uh, FIFA, well, you know, it's a big organization, big organization, and uh, well, uh, I can, I, as a club, I don't know exactly the, the insight, the, the details, but we are very confident with the new president, with Gianni Infantino. Uh, well, we like the new president, uh, young people, uh, young uh, team, uh, new board, uh, new ideas. Uh, New ways of, uh, of thinking of how the soccer and the football in the should go on. So, the clubs, the federation, everybody is very confident on the work he's doing. It's not easy, it's not easy because FIFA is a large uh, organization, but uh, we help him. Uh, you, you know, Gianni Fantino, he knows that FC Barcelona, we support him in many of the, the projects he's right now uh, starting. And uh, well, the confidence is that. In the future, nobody else will talk about FIFA except talking about football, the World Cup and how uh, football is helping the people to grow and to be members member of the society through a sport. That's what it should be, not the other news that we have been listening and uh, hearing in the last uh, two or three years. Uh, It's not not, uh, so confident in Gian Infantino, the president, because he was elected, of course, Democratically, And uh, I like his ideas and the way he thinks.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I, you know, I mentioned it. I mean, I know you don't have control over it, you know, obviously. But it's just the World Cup. It's just one of those times. It's like the Olympics in a sense. Yeah. You know, it just puts soccer on a global stage. And, you know, I, you'd hate to see, you know, a few rotten apples bring down. So, you know, just like you're talking about tax evasion. You know, yes. it's not the player himself that's doing it, you know, but somebody who's doing the stuff for him, you don't want to see that person bring down somebody that's so important to the game, so important to yeah. the brand. Yeah. I mean, the, these players are huge brands themselves, you know, so uh, no, no, that was and, the reassurance uh, I was no, looking and, for. <laughs> and, you have to,
2: and you have to know that the national teams, then those players go to their clubs. Yeah, oh, it's, all, so, it's all intertwined. So Barcelona is one of the clubs that when there is a World Cup, uh, is, uh, we bring a lot of players to, to the World Cup that they play in different national teams so what we want of course is that those players go there they play, they enjoy they win if they can and go back to, to our club and we continue competition and we don't want to hear about other different uh, news that around. Uh, so that's why I think it's in the good way it's, uh, it's a long way uh, but well there is uh, time enough to do it and uh, Infantino, I think he has the clear ideas.
0: You know, the, the Mike Ozanian rule would be the powerful players and clubs, you know, the Messis and Barcelonas, and, and throughout that, would flip FIFA on its head and say, you know what? You guys keep screwing around, <laughs> and we're not going to play in the World Cup. <laughs> you know, because that's really where the power is. You know, but anyway. But you have to no. know that
2: players, uh, they play for a club, but also they like to represent their national team. Sure. This, this is something about... Calling about, uh, we cannot do anything. I mean, they, they have to play; they have the right to play, and for them, it also is an honor to play for their country. So, well, enjoy. We have to enjoy next World Cup uh, is in, uh, in next, year, next 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 uh, next summer in uh, Russia. So let's see who is going to win.
0: You know, speaking of FIFA, if you look at you know the big thing now is gaming. Everybody likes to do yeah. eSport gaming. You know, it's it's crazy, and I'm pretty sure of this, but I think. Uh, the largest selling game console uh video game yes. uh by electronic arts has been FIFA yeah. over the years. Uh even bigger than uh Madden NFL. <clears throat> uh, esports. Yes. You have here you have teams, yeah. you know, like the Phil Philadelphia Seventy Sixers, the NBA, they've invested yeah. in Esport. Do you think there's promise for that for No, 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 yes. We are
2: coming. You're we are coming. coming. We are coming. We are coming. Uh, I cannot now uh, tell uh, publicly what we are going to do, but we are coming. We are in a project to create our uh, e-sports team uh, for soccer. And uh, at the correct time, we will announce. But uh, this is something that is coming, and it helps us. Because, uh, you know, FC Barcelona as a club, we are leading uh, the digital world on on, on football, on sports. Uh, We have... 310 followers in our social networks so that's enormous and uh, of course there is one part of these uh, followers that are young people and uh, e-sports starting to be even more and more important in the life of young people I always talk about soccer eh? we talk about soccer not about other uh, sp- uh, other e-games that uh, sometimes they are a little bit more uh, <laughs> Uh, aggressive but soccer no and uh, it will come and Barcelona we will be, will be part of the eSports family in the future
0: As part of this arms race that's been going on, I've seen a lot of the so-called wonder kids these uh, young teenagers being yes. signed as part of soccer um, is this something that you view as just a natural process that's going on as part of the sport looking for teams competing for the best players?
2: Well uh, this is a key problem that we have for the clubs. Uh, it's coming every time more and more. We will, we would not like to do it because at the end uh, they are very young, so they we should be concentrated in learning more about soccer, learning more about the sport they like, and well, and continue his career. But right now, at the very young ages, uh, players they have agents. Uh, they demand salaries. They demand uh, well uh, money for them. And of course we are in the race, we have to be in the race. We are not at all one of the clubs that we pay more our young uh, players. We don't do it. But uh, we have to go there because uh, other clubs are doing this. And sometimes they, they, they take players from our, from our club because uh, they go to play and, uh, in other countries, in other clubs. And then they continue their career. When We, have did, well, we did the big investment at the beginning. So it's not fair at at at, at, at mm-hmm. the moment. So that's why we have to come come to this this point, little by little. But it's impossible to stop. It's going to be increased. Uh, football right now is a big industry, of a sport. Uh, probably it's the biggest one. Uh, it's the biggest sport in in the world. And uh, well, there is a lot of uh, interest, not only economical. I mean, a uh, lot of uh, interest in uh, that. Well, is there? And parents, they, they say their opinion, educators, managers, agents, and well. This is a, a terrible combination when a, a player at a very young age is uh, very talented. But to be talented at a very young age doesn't mean that you are going to be a professional player. You have to continue your, your, uh, your education and, and your training. But we try to give them as much as support as possible at, the, at this young age. Uh, we try to give them the best possible facilities of um, capabilities and, and, and uh, in our in our uh, academy La Masia. But if someone they leave, uh, we cannot do anything. Uh, of course, uh, just uh, give them good luck in their new club. Uh, but but it's something that is impossible to stop. It's coming every time more and more.
0: What does being president of FC Barcelona mean to you? Ah. <laughs>
2: What it means, what a lot of things, of course, a lot of things. Uh, you have to know, but this is, to be president of Barcelona is for a certain period. Eh? So I can be elected only one, two times, so two periods of six years. I already did my first period, now I'm I in second period, so uh, I, will, I, I will finish my presidency in 2021 in June. Uh, but during that time, what it means, well, it means uh, really uh, a lot of responsibility. Uh, it means uh, share your time with your family and with your business because at the end we the board of barcelona just for your information we are not get paid uh, it's uh, si- simply it's for the pleasure of helping our club uh, we have the club so it mean, uh, it means uh, well to study a lot uh, to learn new things uh, and also well to to lead a big organization uh, because this is not only a simple football club There are a lot of uh, tasks that we do in the club. Uh, As you see, we are a global club with offices, schools, uh, projects with our foundation all over the world. So it means that my time now is limited. So time is probably what I will have. uh, I will recover my time when my uh, mandate will finish. So time is uh, the big change.
0: When you finish your second term, what are the things you want to have seen in place in order to feel that you've been successful
2: well always the more important of course is uh, sport uh, as much as uh, titles that our football team soccer team will win or basketball team or handball team but those are things that uh, can I cannot control totally but but yes I can control other things for example when I, we came back to the club in 2010 we found a club with a big debt uh, I and big debt not very much sustainable because the the club was not uh, the incomes were not exactly what the club needed to be sustainable so one of the jobs principal jobs is to to bring back this club to 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 profit to -hmm. be a profitable club Uh, right now it is right now the club uh, with the new incomes is a club is is sustainable Mm -hmm. is a club with a with a future and also to put in value uh, all the real estate that we have, uh, that's why this big project of modernizing the, the the stadium, the arena is something very very important for us. But at the end, uh, for me, if we go to a simple uh, thing, uh, what I would like is when I finish my mandate, that the club is more loved, more respectable, and more global than it was it was when I when I was uh, when I, I came to the club. That will be the, the my objective: be more respect more uh, admire, uh, more loved, and uh, global.
0: Very interesting. Thank, thank you. you. That thank was fantastic. You. Michael. Thank no, you. No, no, thank, thank you. you, Michael. That's it for this episode of Forbes Sports Money. Thanks for listening. If you want to get in touch with a comment or question, please email us at dot onecom That's O-N-E dot com.
1: Hey, everybody, it's Shaq. Have you had a chance to check out the number one podcast on Podcast One? That's right, the big podcast with Shaq. Me and my co hosts John Kincaid and Rob Jenners, we have a blast. With way more than just sports, we have the biggest guests from entertainment to the NBA. I promise you've never, ever heard a show like this. The big podcast with Shaq, with a new episode every Monday at PodcastOne.com. This is firefighter Raphael Porriet for Firehouse Subs. Introducing new Firehouse
2: Pairs, Pair your favorite small sub with a signature side like the awesome Five Cheese Mac and Cheese. And remember, a portion of every purchase at Firehouse Subs goes towards helping first responders. Firehouse Subs, enjoy more subs, save more lives. Participating locations only, Firehouse Subs will donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase.
0: At the border.